Hello, this is Chris O'Regan, and you're listening to The Sausage Factory. This is episode 219 of The Sausage Factory. In this episode, I talk to Lucas Matos of Long Hat House about their Metroidvania action-adventure game, Dandara. But before I do that, let's delve into what else is under the umbrella of Cane and Rinse. Every Monday, we have Cane and Rinse. That's right. The the uh, father of all podcasts, as far as Cane and Rinse is concerned. This week, Final Fantasy VIII gets a grilling. That's right, that game. The game everyone loves to hate and hates to love and things. I'm kind of indifferent, which I know I shouldn't be because it's kind of like nine instead. But hey, that's just me. I haven't got to nine yet. That's right. I decided many eons ago before I arrived that they'll do the Final Fantasy series. What are they thinking? Next, they'll be doing a Dragon Quest lot. Best not put ideas into the head. Anyway, next on Wednesday, have a bit of a break on Tuesdays because, you know, Tuesday, you're going to have to recover from Cane and Rinse. For a start, on Wednesday we have Sound of Play where we celebrate the scores, not the numerical scores, but the musical scores of video games from decades gone by. And indeed, ones that have just arrived, maybe. Who knows? We have Playwright, where we have two people called Ryan invent games on the fly. That's right, they just come up with concepts and try to create games around the concept. Like cabbages attacking small snails. I don't know. That's, there's a game. Try that, Ryan and Ryan. Bad idea. And of course, on Friday, well, you know what happens on Friday. You listen to it now. It's the Sausage Factory. Yay! Anyway, <laughs> so um, are you still there? Oh wow. Um, if, if you want to find out more about what Cane and Rinse do, you can pop along to caneandrinse.com, where not only will you find archives of previous podcasts, but also blog posts, reviews. I know, weird, right? And a forum forum that's still active in 2019 who'd have thought it but yes it's a thing it exists pop along please do we also have a twitch stream as well i know right yes twitch streaming games watching people play games because that's a thing now i say now it's been for ages years in fact i personally um i do actually have a stream every sunday evening uh, at 8 p.m gmt or BST, depending on what time of year it is. And I stream games, random games. Um, sometimes it's actually linked to the game that's being featured on Kane and Rinse, though. So there's kind of a synergy there. So do look out for that. I thoroughly enjoy it. And uh, this one, this last gone, I actually uh, tried to play Super Ghouls and Ghosts. And it didn't go so well, but never mind. You can watch it on YouTube, by the way, on Archive. If you want more content, you can actually throw us some money. That's right. One dollar a month via patreon grants you access to extra content not only that but content delivered early that's right you can actually get the cane and rinse episodes delivered one week earlier yeah and not only that you can also get them extended editions and on top of that there's also a monthly podcast featuring the founders of cane and rinse jay and leon so yeah why not pop along to patreon Tucker's a pound, a pound, a dollar, a US dollar a month. And we'd really, really be grateful. And you'll get extra stuff, so why not? Well, that's enough of that. Let's move on to the main feature. Take it away, past me. Lucas, who are you and what do you do? Hello, uh, I am Lucas. I 
I'm a computer programmer, uh, computer computing science scientist, wow. uh, uh, and game developer. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, what I do. I I develop games, mostly programming, but I do a bit of everything in the end. Uh, trying to run away from uh, arts and music, letting that for people who actually know that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sometimes I still have to do something there. Yeah. So you, you work for, well, you're part of Tall Hat Games, I'm assuming? Yes, okay. yes, yes. Excellent. And uh, you're here to chat about the extraordinary game that is Dandara, which I happened upon during a Twitch stream, uh, a very good Twitch stream with Gamers and Jobs, <laughs> our friends of Kane and Rinse. And vice versa, and uh, they were doing a charity stream. Just sat there, and they suddenly flicked on. And went, what? What? What is this? <laughs> and I, I had to reach out to Toilet Games and get them on the show and talk about it because it's amazing. Uh, but before we delve into that, let's find a little bit more about Lucas. Mm. So my next question is this: How did you make your start making flashy, lighty video games? Mm. Okay, mm. so uh, I would say that I wasn't a uh a very experienced gamer. I, I thought I was, right? Mm. And and uh, I always loved video games. And, uh, you know, there is this point in life, like when you are high school or even a bit before that, and you're, you are trying to decide what you're going to do, right? And uh, I don't know, like I had this, uh, this uh, wish that I could do a lot of things that I liked, like music and... Uh, I always liked art and drawing, and uh, I always like uh, I was always good with like physics at school and math and logic, you know. So those are the things that I I was good at and I liked, and uh, there were the things that I that I wanted to be good at and I wasn't as good, but uh, I was trying to decide between all of these things, and then I realized that video games is. Uh, the 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 video games development uh, kind of uh, merge everything together, right? And like much more than this that I said, like there is story, there is everything that you see in movies, like uh, all the creative creative works are uh, uh, on video games, and you know like historical and programming and. So all of these things together, and I realized that I wanted to do that because it was like multidisciplinary and uh, that I could, you know, touch a bit of everything. And um, so that's uh, that was the choice I had, like, uh, in high school. So I was like, okay, I want to make video games. And uh, I started uh, trying some things with programming and with art. And I went to uni for both things at the same time. So I, I was in one uni doing arts, like design, graphics design, and uh, which I discovered it's totally different from arts. It's more like, you know, it's more specific for design, uh, for like uh, product design and things like that. Uh, and computing science. And I learned that I, I was better at computing science, so I chose to do that. And uh, I started working on um, little projects at uni, and I had friends there, uh, João, who, who is my partner at Longhead House. Um, he, he was there too, he was a colleague, and we were always talking about it and like trying some projects and uh, game jams and that's how it started okay so you kind of actually went for a more traditional route you must uh and also going back to the little point about you you finding your ability to program you must have like sort of a log- methodical way of thinking and um, which can find a lot of people find quite um who don't have that quite annoying like when you buy a flat pack furniture you probably lay it all out count all the bits read the instructions four times <laughs> and then <laughs> carefully methodically build it in a, without you know it's like there you go done and, and, and that's how you do stuff when you think and also 
you think, well, surely everyone thinks like this. Like, no, 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 they don't. Uh, so um yeah i i can relate to uh having a brain like that it's just it's it's handy in most cases sometimes it's not it can be we're, we're obsessed with going no 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 this has to happen first and then we'll get <laughs> on to that bit and like well no we want it no i know that's the nice bit but we've got to do the dull bit first before we get mm-hmm. to that bit and yeah that, that that can be quite aggravating for many who are more you know impetuous you know? Mm-hmm. the people who are more well, I'm going to say creatives. The more the, they call it left side of the brain, right side of the brain. I'm not familiar with that concept, but you know what I mean. The more the, the more artistic, uh, mm-hmm. I tend yeah, to you know yeah. go for. Yeah. Can't we just have the everything exploding? Like, well, yes, we can, but not yet. I've got to do all <laughs> of this first, and yeah. then we can do the explosions. You're no fun. No, no, all this bit I actually find fun. But okay, never mind. <laughs> but um no it's it's a it's a great history and you actually studied at university um was it video game design or was it just programming you studied no it was a uh, computing science yeah. oh, okay right yeah. right so that's uh, what i i graduate i have an undergraduation on that yeah undergraduate b- yeah. bachelor's degree bachelor's know. degree yeah that yes. yeah yeah um yeah we yeah education throughout the world is weird and the uk is just the the most elitist and weirdest. <laughs> it, yeah. I've, I've been through it, my friend, it, and I'm now knowing uh, how others do it. Like, wow, we're really weird. Like, yeah, yeah, we're, <laughs> like you know, the fact that yeah. you've got to know what you've got to do for a living at the age of fourteen. I'm not mm-hmm. kidding. If you don't know your place in the universe by the age of fourteen in the UK, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Anyway. And in Brazil, in Brazil, it's a bit like that. Uh, right. Uh, right. We 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 have like to choose the like what you wanna do. Yeah. Uh, not with fourteen. Like it's a bit older. It's, it's a bit after older. high school. Yeah. 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 I mean, you have to choose there, so yeah. you are still young. Yeah. So uh, yeah, in the UK, you have to say, "I'm reading this," mm-hmm. and that's all I'm reading at university for three years, and then I'm done. What? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's all you've read, and that, that's it. And it's, it's weird. Anyway, try to explain this to, I don't know, you know you're familiar with the books. Americans can't <laughs> grasp it at all. They're like, what? Like, yeah, yeah. So, as a studio, I'm asking you this as, it's not you personally, although you can do, you can respond to this personally as well, mm-hmm. I don't mind. But the reason I say this is because it's, uh, you could argue it's a bit of a difficult question to answer, and I know it is, because it's a little bit, for want of a better phrase, nebulous. Mm. But here it is. What do you believe is your biggest influence as a creative team? What is the thing that you find that you're drawn to more than anything? Okay, I think uh, I think we kind of have something in long head that kind of defines what okay. we are trying to do, and like in the games we did, right. which is like two games, <laughs> and. Uh, I think the future games is that we always want to create new uh, mechanics and, you know, like the core gameplay has to be different or at least like a, uh, it has to feel different and um, well, it's hard to explain, but there, there has to be something there in the mechanics, in the gameplay in the rules of the game that makes it very different. It can't be only the story or just the the art style, you know. Uh, I think like you will see many games, you know, that have some kind of uh, the same play, you know, and we don't want to do that. That's what we always try to, to achieve. And that's with me and João. Uh, we both have this mindset, so whenever we are trying to make something new, we are thinking like how, like what mechanics can we invent, you know? So I think it goes from there. Uh, and that's how we start all the games, like uh, looking for some kind of mechanic that is is very different somehow. And yet can carry through to a, uh, a rewarding experience. Because that's yeah, the trick, isn't yeah. it? It's- it's not Some... just a mechanic or a thing or a tweak or a hook. There's then the rest of the experience and how long, you know, because you don't want something ext- outstaying its welcome. And mm-hmm. uh, there's all sorts of literature and text written on the concepts of basic game design 
and I believe there's eight points that someone wrote. I've forgotten his name now, but uh, the, you know, the 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 idea of fun, which you and I know, not all video games are fun, but that's a discussion for another time. Yeah, um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> the the constructing something that is fun, and one of them is to uh, yeah. I think you know, I think one one thing that one of the things that we try to work around is like the feelings that we want to you know uh, convey through the mechanics, like. Uh, you know what we want it to feel, and uh, you know if you can convey some different feelings with that that mechanics. So it's like, so it's probably some good structure that you can uh, create a game around that because you know then when you add story and all the other things around this, like you can uh, build something that ends up being fun. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, of course there is all the. Uh, all the other things and things that we know that join there, but I, I think that's the you know high level uh, way that we see it. Like uh, when we see it from above, that the main thing that we look for is uh, how to start with something, uh, something new. So if Joao comes up with like, you know, a game that you jump and shoot, and that's the idea, and then the idea is on the story, that doesn't doesn't go well. Like we need to have something different, you know, that plays different. And that's how we start. Okay, okay. Um, moving on then to the mm-hmm. next question. And this one is also difficult to answer, but for other reasons, you don't probably offend anyone. Not that mm-hmm. it's a controversial question, but when you hear it, you go, oh, that's why. So the uh. question is this. What developer do you most admire in the industry and why? Ah, right. Okay. <laughs> so you probably got a lot of friends who work in the field and like, but you didn't mention me. Like, yeah, no, no, uh, no, I didn't. That is a difficult one. Um, is a developer is like a studio or like a, a person? Both. Doesn't mind. Oh, just just yeah. someone, basically someone who you admire. Good, I don't know. I think. I mean, if you say like you, you people, you're very, I think, very good. Yeah, I think that's that changes a lot. Like, mm. uh, you know, depends on what I'm playing or like <laughs> what is the last thing that kind of blew my mind. Uh, currently, I'm playing Hollow Knight. Right. And uh, did you hear about the sequel? I'm sure you did. Yes, I saw yeah. it. People yeah. but are I, excited. I kind of just started playing it, but I mean, not just started, but. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, the, this game is like uh, I see it and and I'm playing it and it kind of blows my mind. So I think that uh, Team Cherry, I think the developers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's like yeah. three guys. I don't know. Yeah, and it's uh, um, really landed there. And I mean, sometimes you just get an idea and go, "Oh, it's just another Metroidvania." Oh, but it isn't. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there's humor to it, isn't there? There's yeah. a lot of humor there, and the the soundtrack. Wow, it's awesome! Yeah, it's like the sounds of the game, like how the game sounds, the, the the characters, and how much personality they have. So, all these things, I think, um, you know, uh, and such a small team that's kind of uh, that's kind of kind of impressive for me, and. Um, yeah, but I mean that that's gonna probably change on the next game that's gonna <laughs> you know impress me. <laughs> so uh, it's hard to say one developer. It's a, yeah, I mean it's a it, developer of the moment. <laughs> yeah, the one that's that's uh, the most impressed yeah. currently because they're playing your game yeah. their game right now. Yeah. Um, that's a great answer, thank you. But uh, <laughs> so last question of the first half. See, was it painful? Mm-hmm. Well done. Okay. No, yeah. Um, Kind of related to what I just asked you, really, uh, by accident, more than design. What are you playing right now? So it's obviously yeah. you're playing Hollow Knight. Anything <laughs> yet? I mean, do you want to talk a little bit more about why why Hollow Knight is uh, is, is is distracting you from what you're supposed to be doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, I I just bought the Nintendo Switch, and uh, one of the reasons I bought it is because. Uh, I am not playing many games currently, and uh, the thing is that I keep my computer in the office where uh, we share an office with my friends, like with uh, 
with some friends who also develop games. And uh, my computer is there, so at home I only have the PlayStation and my family is always on the TV, someone is always on the TV, and I end up watching TV with them, so the Nintendo Switch is gonna cover this situation, you know, like where I can't play any games. <laughs> so it's true that I haven't played many games lately, mostly like Overwatch and uh, Hollow Knight. And uh, yeah, so Hollow Knight came because of that. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, I played it on the PC um, and for reasons. I do play a lot of games because I have a link box, which I know they gave away in the end. But mm-hmm. I, bought, I bought it for about five five pounds and uh it's really good sitting on a large couch playing pc mm-hmm. games and until i realized that a lot of these games are now coming on the switch but <laughs> you know it, it it was it's fine uh, uh but uh i noticed you mentioned uh did you say overwatch you, you still play that i say still people yeah 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 i play it because uh it's like, like i said i have the computer in the office and at oh. home i have the playstation right and uh I was playing a bit of near. Uh, I usually like play. I try to play the indie games because they are quicker. These games like near and Metal Gear, they like take forever, and mm. I don't. I don't have this much time, but I'm trying to finish them. And uh, at the office, I try to play with the guys. So sometimes we play. Uh, they they have this Smash Bros there, so it kind of consumes everybody <laughs> uh, all the time, right? Yeah, it's like all the time that you have free. It's on Smash. All the Bros. years I've been playing Smash Brothers, I have not improved. Just, <laughs> I'm just like I am I'm, so I'm, bad at it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm always trying to, you know, no, let's play something else, and then we play Overwatch and <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> something that I'm better at. Yeah, something you're slightly better at. Any any thoughts on Apex Legends, or have you not bothered? Sorry, Apex Legends. Have you considered? Oh, that? I didn't try it yet. Uh, no, the guys you... are playing in the office, but now I'm I am uh, in Prague, so <laughs> right, I, I, yeah. I don't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's free. That's why I mention it. So it's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, so yeah, that's that's good good uh, good things to to. I mean, yeah, you can't go far wrong with Hollow Knight and yeah, Overwatch still still keeping your interest. But because yeah, it's Smash Brothers. It's so annoying when you start and you're on the board for you're on the like level for about mm-hmm. three seconds and that's a good run. It's like oh I've gone there you, I'm, I'm out yeah. there you go. Thank, that was good good job good 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 shot there. I've no idea what you just did there but okay thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's like a game that I look at it and I don't understand what's going on. And no, I don't think like, you're supposed to. That's the problem. Like yeah, you're like hitting someone like with a sword. Yeah, someone's coming from above and the person has some kind of priority and then yeah. you get the damage that's right and then a giant chicken arrives on the screen and everything explodes and it's like okay who's that oh that was me okay good good finishing move I don't get it so that's the end of the first half see well done and uh, let's move on to the second half where we delve deep into Dandara
before we do that, we need to know what it is. What is Dandara? Uh, okay, so Dandara is like a... It's a metroidvania that you can... Uh, you cannot walk, you can only jump, and you can jump on many surfaces that... Uh, like it can be the wall or the ceiling, it doesn't matter. It's like there is no gravity, right? And uh, yeah, it's a Metroidvania and you know, you go try to find your way and like uh, beat some bosses and uh, that's the general idea, like the basic idea of the game and how it plays. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah, and then a lot of different things can happen because of this uh, different mechanic, right? There is no gravity, you can just jump. Yeah. All right. I'll expand a little bit more on that. So it's a 2D platformer, mm -hmm. side-scrolling, um, pixel art, uh, but it's very, the animation is phenomenal. Lots and lots of frames, lots Thank of you. frames. Uh, a little bit like... Um, dead cells in the amount of fluidity and animation that goes on so i do get frustrated when people say oh it looks like a 16-bit game no 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 it doesn't no 60 computer could possibly do this <laughs> it, yeah. would, it would bring it to its knees um well even 32-bit actually i think actually you know the kind of things you're doing with this game is uh is quite exceptional and there's lots of uh, lots of maths going on in the background i know mm. you know that yeah, <laughs> Yeah, uh, the fact that it's a pixel art with we like there is the purest people who you know like want to make it uh, as pixel art as it can be, and, like to try to look very retro. Uh, with the data, we didn't we didn't have these uh, limitations. It's like it's the art style that we chose because we like it and because uh, we could uh, implement it. Yeah, and uh, like Victor, who is working today in the project, he didn't start with us, so it was just me and João uh, when we started, and we are no artists. So uh, uh, pixel art was some was something that we could uh, deliver uh, the idea of what we wanted, right? And uh, Victor transformed it into, into like something beautiful. Um, but we don't have these limitations, so yeah, we like we. We have uh, from also like from the mechanics, you see like you jump on any surface and like you rotate and things are flying. So uh, we rotate, um, we rotate the pixels. We don't worry like if, you know, if there wasn't rotation in old school video games, we just rotate everything and like it looks different. Yeah, I mean, I've said this to all other developers on the show, but uh, so yeah, forgive everyone for regular listeners, but there's one thing that modern development, and I know as a programmer you definitely under, can understand this, is that because the amount of memory computers now have, you'd be sitting there playing away and then go, why is the game slowing down? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's a leak. They finally hit my buffer on my RAM there. Because it takes forever, right? Three or four hours and you're playing away like, it's fine, it's why it's slowing down. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why. Because, you know, you find a memory leak. Whereas back in the 16-bit days, there was no memory. Mm. You know, as soon as you had a leak of any kind, if it could be developed in such a way or you could create them um, as an error, it would mm. very quickly lock up and go, yeah, sorry, run out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas now, I mean, that's probably one of your biggest... Uh, biggest uh, bug hunt is to actually stop that from happening because uh, you know you don't want that to even people with 16 gigabytes of of ram or even 32 and even more and it's like yeah it's going to take forever to fill but eventually it does um, <laughs> but uh, you're talking about how you know rotating pixels and flinging everything around there's no stuttering there's no flickering nothing why yeah. because we don't have that anymore Mm. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It's all gone. It's all in the past now. If you want to experience that, go and get yourself a SNES and you go, oh, God. It's still fun. Don't get me wrong. There's some fantastic SNES games or SNES <laughs> games, whatever you pronounce it. Uh, as you and I know, similarly with Mega Drive and stuff, there are some great games if you like the flickering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just got to accept that. But no, uh, it's a wonderful art style. And there's constant moving things happening on the screen, whether it's a, a sign or a, a signpost or a, 
a, a flickering light bulb or a creature. Mm-hmm. There's always something moving, and that's really, really important, especially yeah. in a game like this, because one of the things that struck me about Dandara, and we talked about it before we started recording, was how fluid the movement is. Mm-hmm. And it seems it's very, very fast. And we've already indicated that the character cannot actually walk or run or, or jump in a traditional mm-hmm. way. It does jump, but that's all she can do. Yeah. Um, she, um, she. It's kind of, uh, it's almost like a, a warp or like a. I mean, you you go from point A to yes. B, right? But yes. it's like it's very quick. And, yes, uh, instantaneous. You go in a straight line. So. Yeah, and it uh, it sounds like overpowered. It's like how hard could this could be? I yeah. can answer. Very, <laughs> very uh, hard. Very. So, I'm gonna have to ask this question, and I know why because I've noticed what platforms this this game is Dandara is on. Mm. Why? Why with the stop? St- I've called it stop-start movement. But basically, you you the time the only time you're moving, you have no control over the character at all, none at all. You just aim where where she's going to go. Mm-hmm. You hit fire button and off she goes. Yeah, there's just nothing you can do. Yeah. Off she's off. You can't stop yeah. her. You can't change direction. Well, sorry, I'm, I'm basing this on uh, earlier parts of the game, so I don't like spoiling mm-hmm. experience of others. I have played this, you know, to the completion, but I don't want to spoil it for people. So I know other stuff happens, but let's just say, you know, for the early experience of the game, she, she can't move. Um, there are abilities she gets and stuff, but anyway, that's, that's the principle. Tell us, how did that evolve? Was that always the premise of Dandara? Yeah. So uh, we started the game. Uh, we started development. Uh, it was just me and Joao, and we were much smaller, like than. Uh, like we we had like launched one game and like we were trying to get our second game out and um which is done that and uh we tried to start very uh very small and we were focusing only on two platforms which was android and ios so uh those platforms uh i mean the touch screen Right, the mobile platform. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. So we were trying to think how to make a game that that is native to that platform, but still uh, it is it plays like a video game. You know, like a, uh, it has the experience of a, a immersive game, and uh, you know the games that we like to play because uh, me and Juan we are we, we are not. Uh, casual players, we don't play the you know the mobile games that are trending or um, we we like the video games and we wanted to uh, to develop that, but uh, we wanted to start smaller, so we started with uh, the mobile platforms because they are easier to launch. Um, and then we were uh, looking for the mechanics, and as I told you, like we always try to find the mechanics that work cool and like uh, that are fun, but they are new, right? Somehow, and I think that having this limitation that it should play well on the touch screen, uh, like the this kind of limitations, they make you think out of the box, and. Uh, we found that with the swipes, you could like have these mechanics, like you'd swipe in the direction, and you'd uh, teleport to that uh, to that floor or that ceiling, you know, to that surface, and that that would be an interesting way to move, and like it would feel natural, much more natural than than just like putting some buttons there, like jump and attack, you know, that don't feel uh, as good on the touch screen. No, and I, I, that's what I was getting at, everyone, is, is that because it's designed from that, but it still works really well on all the other platforms in a user yeah. innovative way. Like, basically, rather than you hitting the screen and going, you're going to go there, you can now go, I'm going to aim to where mm-hmm. she goes. And like, yes, yeah. So what happens is that uh, we started from that, and then we were like... Uh, um, like one year into development and then Raw Fury, the publisher kicked in and they helped us and uh, 
the opportunities to have it on the Switch and you know maybe other consoles and which which actually happened uh, appeared and then we were trying to like to see how it would play with the gamepad and the thing is uh, well in in the end it works well with the gamepad I I prefer today playing with the gamepad because you can you know with the buttons you can jump faster than you can do it on the touch screen yeah you no, can bash away if you've got a if you've yeah. got a route and you can see uh-huh. it and you're just sort of flicking from one one platform to the other you can just like poof, off you yeah, can go very quick yeah very quick uh, provided yeah. you're careful um <laughs> yeah I, I if you know the like if you know the routes like oh yeah if you are backtracking or if you uh if you die then it's like the third time you die, so you already know that path. Yeah. You can do it very quickly. And and that's one of the things that we we like and we wanted to achieve is like, you know, you die and then you go back there. But this time is not the same. Like you don't go in the same speed and the same care. You just like, you now you know. So you, you are an expert in that area and you just like bash through. So one uh, of the core components i believe you may disagree one of the key drivers and one of the things that sets one castlevania sorry but metroidvania game from another is the reward of exploration that's the point that's my i you may disagree but i believe one of the things i love about playing these sorts of games mm-hmm. is finding and discovering worlds and how they were made by others and that's why i love you know, playing games like this so in Dandara, the player is definitely rewarded for exploring. It's great. It's, it's perfect. Um, but how would you, if you advertise this to the player or explain this to the player while not overwhelming them? What do you think you do or do you think you did with Dandara to make sure that the player didn't feel lost all of the time? Hmm. Uh, well, uh, there was a point in development where everyone would be lost, you know, because uh, we we gave them many directions and like we we for some time didn't even want to add the map. We wanted the player to find his way. Uh, but uh, I think I think there are, like this is something that in a Metroidvania you have always to be thinking like this like this is something that the player will remember. You know this place the player will remember this place they want and uh so you have to set the landmarks and things like that but in a game like dandara uh when you choose a path and then you're like because it's very hard you end up dying and you do it again so like the game uh you kind of like learn all the map right it's like uh it becomes natural for you you know like you after you pass like three or four times in the same place, you know, you know those places very well. You know where the enemies are positioning. You can bash through them, and uh, you're not gonna forget. You know, like you, and you end up kind of knowing where you are. Uh, but uh, there are moments in the data that we kind of, you know, like we we have this in the beginning mainly. We have this. Uh, Hand holding, right? Like it's more, uh, it's more directed, and the player, you know, gets to learn the mechanics, and it's more comfortable. And uh, at some point, in ca- we we let the hands go, and you know, the player has to find his his directions him, by himself. And uh, that's a moment where a lot of players get still get lost, but then it's part of the game. And, uh, you know, the, the feeling of being lost is something that is, is fun for some people and not fun for some people. And uh, this is something that we like in Metroidvania. Like, hey, where do I need to go now? And then you try one way and then you discover something. You always discover something, right? You always learn a new place. and you know, as developers, you try to make sure that there is always something interesting to see if you choose to go in a route. Uh, 
uh, yeah, and and uh, I think it's one of the f the fun in the game is to find your way, and uh, some people don't like that, and the game is not it's like the the game might be a bit frustrating for people who who want a, a game that you know you just go one way. And yeah. Yeah, that's fine. It's, I mean, if you want to do that, play Ghosts and Goblins or something. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. it's like we 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 made a game that we liked, like uh, based on other games that we liked, and like uh, inspired by them, and uh, the feelings that we wanted to give. Like you know, you have your map and you open it, and you have to think. Still, it's not like you know there is a narrow point, and you have to come here. That's uh, that's part of the feeling that we want to convey, and uh, uh, some people will like it because of that. So, uh, we, when we launched the game, uh, the map was much more simple. Like we didn't add even like details that would say that you know there is a block here or something like that. And uh, a lot of people complained, and a lot of a lot of people like loved it. You know, it's like a lot of people were like, hey, the best thing in the game is the map because it doesn't tell you so much. And it's a, it's a mystery what's in the room and like, what do I have to do now? Some people are like, oh, I'm totally lost. It's it's different taste for for what you like in the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, can't please everyone. Can't yeah, please yeah, everyone. yeah, I think. But... Uh, one of the main things when you are making the Metroidvania, and it's important, is that you don't let the player, you know, play a long time and then nothing, mm. nothing happened or like he didn't discover anything in the end. Yeah, wandering yeah. around aimlessly in a Metroidvania is awful. It yeah, is, it's really you always want to make progress somewhere, and mm. I think there's like a measure of. For me, it's like three screens. If you move three screens and you still mm. haven't discovered anything, there's something wrong. Yeah. Uh, this, but... is, this, this was thing, something that was difficult for us because mm. uh, because in Dandara you can actually move much quicker than other games. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're playing Castlevania and there is an enemy there and you have to, you know, fight him and it takes like some hits and then you move slowly to the next one and then take yeah. some hits. And uh, in Dandario, can just like jump and pass, yeah. Yeah. and you and you are in the next scene already. So uh, the player moves around very quickly, and we had to, you know, to adapt to that and uh, um, find like where, where, like how long, how big uh, is this is this path that the player can take and. Uh, until he sees something, you know, until they see something or until they, uh, until they die, because like you don't have a, you can't have like a really long path and then you die. That's very frustrating, right? Indeed. So we need, you need to think that those things. So speaking of dying, I found every screen that I encountered in Dandara. Mm -hmm. Timing is absolutely critical when you launch her across the screen mm -hmm. to a designated point on the map and you can't go everywhere by the way there's only certain sort of well initially anyway bear, bear with me uh you you know you, you have to go to these certain points on the in the screen um there is a sense of rhythm to every level i mm -hmm. found anyway uh was this how they were designed or was that more by accident no there is uh we always think like uh you know, this this area is gonna be more like a more like a puzzle area, and uh, the enemies are there. But you know, most of the enemies you will find, it's like a, they they offer you some danger if you get close to them. But you know, you don't have to to fight them or something like that. And uh, there are areas where we want the player to stop and fight. You know, like to to be able like to to uh to to get through the player has actually to engage in a fight so you know there is the, this we we always have this sense like okay so this is going to be like more battle and this is going to be more like a fast 
based uh, area that you just like you can zap through or you know uh, this is more ambience and uh, the enemies that we, we put there they are like just just there to, sh to show like a story of the game or like uh, the ambience of this area but you know it's not a it's not so much about the battle if then yeah so and, and like this this kind of uh, timing thing it's one thing that we always had uh, in mind from the beginnings like we wanted that when you can battle an enemy uh, when you when you engage in some kind of fight it's like uh, like a dance with the enemy you know because like the enemy will will, will try to fight like he's going to hit you or shoot you and and you jump and then you have some timing like for the next jump and we always think about this dance like you're dancing around the enemy and find your way uh, there is like uh, many decisions like for example the charging the shot you know it's not like you can spam the attack you have to charge so you have to think a little bit like I'm gonna jump there and there is time to to shoot so you have to think about these times and uh, that was something that was always there and I think that uh, it was always in our mind when building the levels. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned a little bit about combat there and it's, my, it's actually my last question because I found it, at least initially, again, sorry, I have to mm -hmm. qualify that, um, the combat, the, the sort of default weapon that you use, it requires a bit of a charge-up to actually mm -hmm. execute. Why? What made yeah. you go that way? You could have just had it so you press the button and she, you know, Dandara, she sort of fires off her weapon or something. Mm -hmm. but yeah. You had it charge up. Why? Why was that? It evolved. It evolved. Uh, you know, in the beginning, you could, you would like point into the direction of the enemy and you would like shoot him with a machine gun, like machine gun, like weapon, like you would burst him to mm. death mm. right and you, you could do that from any like from anywhere there was like the machine gun could go very far and uh, it evolved from like it evolved from uh, the how we we start understanding what was uh, fun and what was not in in, uh, in the battle uh, with the jumping mechanics so there are like things like uh you need to get into uh the enemy's reach right because you can jump in the ceiling and you know you are out of an enemy enemy like uh uh range if you are like on the opposite area for example okay so so we needed to 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 make the range of the data some that you know you have to risk yourself to be able to kill an enemy and uh, and other things like charging the shot came with that too it's like uh the idea that you have to mind uh your step you know you have to think i'm gonna jump there and i still have enough time to shoot him before he he turns and he and he attacks me or like uh I'm gonna jump when he's uh, with his back, so he's not gonna detect me or things like that. Uh, exactly because of the idea of the timing that we wanted to to pass through the battle. And uh, if you could just like smash the button, it would be like uh, you would be like uh, you could jump and smash the button, and uh, it would be this kind of game where the enemy is. is coming in your direction and you're like smashing the button hoping he's gonna die you know something like that it's not uh what we wanted it's more like exact uh it's more like you know you jump there is time you ch charge and you shoot and and if you got it the enemy is probably gonna die at least you know in the first areas mm -hmm. uh it's like there is not the enemy doesn't have this much health you know it's kind of and it's kind of like uh, you do it right, and you're not, you're, and you're gonna be fine. 
right? You don't go there and you just like smash the button and you try to to see what happens, you know? It's more like that. Okay. Yeah, it, it, I think it really, really works. I just, um, But the amount of times I've found myself jumping across screen and smashing straight into an enemy is just I've lost count. Mm. It's, it's quite fun, uh, annoying. But for, it's my fault. It's my fault, you know, but I just go... I'll be fine. I'll just jump right in front. Oh no! Wait, it's 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 hit me. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's yeah. It's, the game has the game has this timing that we uh, we we kind of and this is something that we feel that uh, we didn't do well in the beginning of the game. It's like it's very easy to to go very quickly. Mm. You know, and then the game is like trying to pass the message. Okay, you can really speed up and you know go, and uh, and then when the enemies appears, yeah, it's like you have to stop and you know, yeah, you know, like play this dance with the enemy. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. and it's kind of mixed mixed for some players. Like if they didn't get this idea and like they don't go and they don't pause and like think or like you know if they just try to burst through like they're playing they're playing strider or something like that uh they end up getting very frustrated uh so yeah that was uh a part like a part of the players uh that we saw that get frustrated because they are they are playing playing like quickly and like trying to to use all this you know because she looks so fast and uh and they end up get, getting frustrated. Uh, so yeah, that's something that we were aware. Of, but uh, it's a shame that yeah, that it happens. Like, and people get frustrated uh, with something that we didn't, you know, didn't intend. So uh, no, I think, no, yeah, You're I think right. that's when the enemies appear. You just have to rein it in and go. Oh, I've got to think about this now. Yeah, I think like uh, some people even related to us, like they were playing and it, it was too difficult and frustrating. But then like when they sat in, the, in their like basement or something and they really like uh, immersed in the game and then they really liked it, you know, because they were playing it differently. Mm. Uh, I think it's one of, uh, one of the developers... Uh, uh, task is to guide the player in the best ways of playing the game and it's something that you know uh, we didn't make so clear in the game so there is this uh, this division in people who who play in one way and people who play in the other mm. right well thanks for, for revealing so much about mm. Dandara being really really open and honest about its development and its evolution and where it is now. Um, uh, Dandara by Long Hat Games is out now on the following platforms. Uh, Windows PC, Mac, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Android, and iOS. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's quite a list. Um, yeah. And I personally only played it on Windows PC, uh, but I suspect it, it's the most recent launch on is on Switch, I suspect. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been fantastic hearing you chat about its creation uh, and uh, congratulations to, to, to Long Hat Games for and you uh, for, for making an extraordinary addition to a very crowded genre but when you get it right and Dandara really does get it right everyone um, yeah I can't recommend it enough so thank you thank you so much uh, and thank you for the compliment as well <laughs>